Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning, it's Pastor Julie, and we are in the Gospel of John this morning, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. And Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How many of you will have a garden this year? I built a raised bed garden last year and have had another one built this year because I really enjoy working in the soil, watching plants grow and mature and finally produce their crops. I think it's so cool to watch a flower turn into a squash or a tomato. It's equally fascinating to me to watch a cucumber get longer and longer every day. And don't get me started on strawberries and blueberries. I just love to pick them and pop them into my mouth or take them home for an amazing dessert. Then there are the root vegetables like carrots and radishes. You can't really see them grow, but I like to picture it in my head, silently growing under the ground until you can dig them up and reveal the treasures that have been developing all along. I mean... I love flowers and watching them burst forth with color and beauty, but there's something so mysteriously amazing about watching a flower turn into a peach or a pepper or a watermelon, or in the case of our metaphor today, grapes. Now, I've never tried to grow grapes. It just seems like too much work in my opinion. When Jesus uses this metaphor for the Christian life, he talks about pruning or cutting away the deadwood on the vine, and he's so right. The entire vine will suffer and will struggle to produce any good fruit at all if there isn't constant pruning. Grapevines in particular need a lot of space for wind and light, so they can't be allowed to just grow all over the place. Intentional pruning, making way for the healthiest branches, is definitely a continual and labor-intensive process. I do better with plants that aren't so high maintenance. A little weeding, a little water every day, and we're good to go. But here in our passage today, Jesus speaks to our relationship with him in terms of a grapevine, that he is the vine and we are the branches. He uses the grapevine to help us understand what it means to have faith in him, to be one of his followers. And he tells us that like a branch is part of the vine, that it can't live without being connected to the vine. Those who claim to follow him must remain connected to him. He uses the phrase, abide in me. What does that really mean, to abide? And then there's the scary part of the scripture where it seems as if Jesus is saying that if we don't measure up, that if we're not producing fruit, whatever that means in the Christian life of faith, that somehow we'll be cut off and left to die alone. 
Now, grapevines produce, well, grapes. If Jesus is telling us we're like branches on a grapevine and we should be producing fruit, what exactly is the fruit we are to be producing since it's pretty obvious no human being has ever sprouted grapes? Well, let's take a deep dive into this whole metaphor and try to answer some of those questions so we have a better understanding of what it means to abide in Christ just as a branch abides in the grapevine and how that all leads to the fruit we are created and called to bear. I learned a lot about grapevines and vineyards while watching the movie A Walk in the Clouds with Keanu Reeves. The father figure in this movie explains to him that the entire vineyard was born of a single vine root brought to the farm by his grandfather. Every vine grew from that root, and now there were acres of vines all producing grapes. And these vines have not only produced grapes that have eventually become wine to sell on the market, but have been the center of their family life, the source of their financial stability, and he admits the vineyard has become their life. But for all that growth to have happened, there was constant care and pruning, cutting away the branches that would not be producing fruit. And that allowed the branches that would be bearing fruit to do a better job to receive more of the life-giving sap of the vine so the grapes produced would be juicier and robust with flavor. I learned by watching some YouTube videos, too, that grapevine flowers don't need outside help, like bees, for instance, to pollinate. They're pretty self-sufficient as far as the flowers turning into fruit. They only need the nourishment of the vine in order to produce fruit. The people listening to Jesus that day would have known all of that. So let's translate those images into what that means for us as people of faith who follow Christ. Well, first, I like the image of Jesus being the true vine and relating that to the story about the whole vineyard coming from the one original root. If Jesus is the vine, he's really saying that he is the source of life for all those who have faith. When we claim Christ as our Savior and put our faith in him, we are essentially placing ourselves in his vineyard. We know that we are given new life, eternal life, and the source of that life is in him. All Christians everywhere become branches of this one vine, and through Jesus, the true vine, we receive life. We are nourished and able to grow stronger and stronger as we naturally receive the life-giving sap that comes from being connected to the vine. Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. The dictionary definition of abide means to remain, to continue or stay. It can also mean to remain steadfast or faithful. It's more than just being in the same place, like living in the same house. It's being deeply connected, drawing life from one another, being vulnerable and yielding to allow an open, honest relationship to develop. For the person of faith, it means to open up and be your true self. It means to let his words sink into our souls and nourish our spirits. The life-giving sap that connects us to the true vine is none other than the Holy Spirit who is moving and living and breathing within us. Through faith, we open up to this life-giving relationship and surrender to the new life that Jesus gives us as we abide in him. We abide in Jesus when we pray. 
when we take the time to meditate on the scriptures, when we listen to the message during worship, letting it sink into our souls, when the music of our faith penetrates our hearts, open to what God is saying, and when we let the Spirit work within us to mold us into the people we were created to be. We abide in Jesus when we can't imagine life without him in it. When we find ourselves asking, what needs to go in our lives in order to live our lives more fully as children of God? And this is where the pruning starts. I believe at some level, we all know there are things in our lives in how we behave, how we think, how we respond to the world sometimes that need to go. None of us lives a perfect life, no matter how hard we try. That is what grace is all about. We can't do it on our own. Jesus went to the cross for that very reason, to give us the ability to overcome the sin in our lives because we can't do it ourselves. When we are connected to the vine with that life-giving sap running through us by the power of the Spirit, those behaviors, those sins, those things in our lives that hold us back from producing fruit, good fruit that will last, can and will be pruned away. And like a proper vineyard, it takes constant attention and pruning. When I read this passage, I often think of those branches being pruned as whole people being cast aside and thrown out to be burned up as firewood. But the more I think about it, I believe Jesus is talking about the aspects of our lives that need to be cut away, that hold us back from living the joyful, abundant life we were created to live. For each one of us, that pruning will look different. When we come to know Jesus and receive his unconditional love, that is the life-giving sap that nourishes us, that gives us hope and helps us grow. As we walk with him, or in today's metaphor, grow with him, our life-giving vine, we have more joy. We're less likely to lash out in anger. We're more forgiving and more loving. Those behaviors that divide us, like prejudice, like being judgmental and having anger and hate, being self-centered, they seem to disappear. And like dead wood on a vine are pruned away, leaving the branches, you and me, to produce better, more robust and flavorful fruit. And just what is that fruit he is talking about? What did Jesus tell us was the most important thing that his people were to do? Love one another. They will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In the verses just after our passage this morning, he says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Love is the life-giving sap of the vine, the sap that nourishes and sustains us, that keeps us connected to the source of all life. The fruit we are to bear is the fruit of love. Yes, there is always the other fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But it all leads back to and stems from love. Love is what connects the vine to the gardener, or Jesus to the Father. To abide in Jesus, the true vine, is to live in his love. To bear good fruit is to let the love of Christ live in you and be seen in you in how you live, bearing the fruit of love 
in the world. Over the past few weeks, we've talked about the many ways we can see Jesus, how we can touch Jesus and listen to his voice. We have the use of our senses, yes, but it's really more about being the body of Christ together and being able to take our place in that body so that others can see, touch, and hear him in us. The grapevine image reminds us that not only does our very life come from Jesus, but that a productive grapevine and vineyard can only come when they are all connected. None of us can produce fruit on our own. We can't truly be loving unless we are connected to the source of love, our Lord and Savior, the true vine, Jesus Christ. Yet, we must remember that his life-giving love flows through every branch, every person of faith, and we are all connected. The more the vine grows, the more fruit there is. This is our call to be branches that produce good fruit by staying connected to the true vine, but also by helping that vineyard grow. When the fruit we produce, the love we share in the name of Christ, is robust and full of flavor, then that fruit can naturally lead others to abide in the true vine themselves as they put their faith in Christ, and then the vineyard will grow. Abide in Christ. Take a good look at the quality of the fruit your life in Christ is producing. I don't think that God is threatening us with being cut off and thrown into the fire, but if we truly belong to him, there, there are things in our lives that need to be cut away our desires for material things to be number one, the bullying of others, judging one another, our desire to harm another person, our apathy for creation, to use hateful words or laugh at another's pain. We will see those things pruned away as we go deeper and abide in the one who gives us the life-giving sap of his amazing love. As those things are pruned away, he makes room for more and more fruit. We will find ourselves more and more loving to God and to our neighbors and even to ourselves. We'll discover that we are part of a bigger garden, a larger vineyard, and that we can do so much more as we live and love together than we would ever do on our own. Take the time this week to sit in the silence and pray. And as you pray, feel the life-giving sap of Christ's love running through you. Take a moment to just feel his love for you. Let it fill you up as you learn to abide so completely in him as he abides in you. Then let that love pour forth in the fruit that you bear. In each encounter you have this week, imagine that you are supposed to bear the fruit of love for them to enjoy. What would that look like for you in that moment? Giving a hug, sending flowers, a big smile, words of encouragement, lending a helping hand, listening to someone's broken heart. Imagine that person being part of the vine. How can you love them into the vineyard we call the kingdom of God? Abide in Christ. Abide in love. He said these things to us so that his joy would be in us and our joy would be complete. 
Be the branch Christ calls you to be. Be the love of Christ to someone this week and watch the flower of the love of Christ turn into the most amazing fruit. Then let your joy be complete. As together we enjoy the fruit of our labors, the labors of love. And let the world taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen.